A warm welcome to everyone tuning in for Tree Talk episode 225 in association with Noel's Menswear. I'm Jack Neville and delighted to be joined by Matt Callan. We'll have a very special guest coming out of us in just a couple of moments. A huge show to get through. Plenty of hurling, ladies football, camogie and football to run through over the course of an hour. So stay tuned for all that and more. Impression again, we get all with what you put into. It's like a walk of life. If you're good enough, go out and get it, no more about it. Your mother sends you down to the shop for a pound worth of goods and she gives you 50 pence. You can't get the pounds worth of goods, can you? Just about kept in. Oh, well, it's Charlie Buckley. To do that to Tomas O'Shea, he deserves to score from here. One of the highlights of the second game. Let me spend out there from the world court today. No more about him. He made all the run. That was it. Put the ball over the barrel, the fact of it, and that's it. No ifs, no buts. We have a guest to let in in a minute, Matt. But before we do get to Morris O'Brien, how was your return to the Gaelic Crowns the weekend? Obviously, results aside, what was it like just to be back out there? Uh, it was absolutely fantastic, Jack. But um, um, the fair was very, very disappointing because I suppose, and we'll be re- referring to it later in the in the in the cast. Um, the hurling game, game was very, very poor. And like John Kiley, in the post-match you were there, Jack, he put, he put no tooth in it. That was a very, very poor game. And uh, the, the football game, um, it was equally disappointing and um, particularly disappointing from a result point of view. But um, the quality of fair and offer, Jack, um, w- w- was generally poor in the football game. Again, I know we'd be talking at greater length about it um, later in the cast. Yeah, they were far from, from spectacles, but it's good to have you back in the press box. But as I said, we have a special guest. It's Morris O'Brien is joining us this morning. Morris obviously has won two on 21 All-Ireland medals, coached them with one as well, won a Leinster with Dublin and played for Limerick as well. A, a really unique career, Morris, but thanks very much for coming on. Thanks, Jack, and thanks, Matt. Good to be on with you guys. How are you keeping? Good, good. Good, Jack. Suppose... Good, Morris. Very good. I, I suppose, Morris, I... To be fair, I really first noticed you coming prominence in the Limerick Chase circles back in 17 when you had the Limerick 21s. And it's only six years ago, but the progression of those lads, you pinch yourself when you see how far they've come. Obviously, they won in All-Ireland, but to see the likes of you had Sean and Kyle and Keane and Aaron and so many more, just the, the superstars they've become. Uh, yeah, look, you could probably see it at the time. It was, it was a phenomenal under-21 team, you know, Um gifted players they were all breaking onto the senior team at the time some of them were there some of them most of them probably were broken on by the the following year when, when they made the breakthrough in 2018 so you could see they were a special team and um, but they had been a special team since under 14 all, all the way through this was the air the flagship uh, side of the academy structure and um, probably unlucky not to win a minor all ireland and um, but look probably that hurt has has seen them good you know where you could see the drive at them at under-21 level to right that wrong, you know, and have just continued on in spectacular fashion ever since. When, I suppose, did you realise that they were that special group, the group that were eventually going to end the 45-year wait for a senior Ireland and then go on and win three in a row? I know, at the, at the time, involved them at the 21s, um, when I got up close and seen them in action, um, you kind of knew they were going to 
be, I suppose, very close to making that breakthrough. You know, probably didn't see it happening as fast as it did going on to win it the following year, you know, but I suppose you had that feeling that if ever a team was going to be the, make the breakthrough, that these were the guys, you know, because they were, I suppose, they were driven, obviously talented, but like driven in everything they did. Um, phenomenal bunch of players, you know, and look, if they weren't going to make the breakthrough, where would you turn after that, you know? So, no, surprise probably came maybe a year or two earlier than I expected, but look, isn't that a great thing now? It, it set, set them up brilliantly. And did you ever envisage what would happen over the next six years? Not only for that group of players, but for Limerick in general. Ah, sure. Look, who hadn't won one in 45 years and was 40 died before that again. So you couldn't really envisage going on to, to, to do what we've done over the last six years, you know. But look, isn't it brilliant? Um, long enough, we've seen, I suppose, the big three, probably Kilkenny primarily, you know, dominating hurling. Like, so look, isn't it brilliant to see especially ourselves driving on and becoming that dominant force and, and looking at all the work that's going on now in the academies underage, you know, you see fellas trying to break into the team, not the easiest team in the world to break into, but isn't it great to see fellas, you know, putting the hand up now and, and having a go to try and break in there now again. Yeah, and you had obviously a unique insight into that 15 years previously, you had won a 21s in Ireland and it was, and you won two and it was three in a row for Limerick and was there ever a fear that, you know, it mightn't just work out for him like it didn't for you. Yeah, no, just there's always that fear, you know. Um, but again, I suppose our, uh, the county as a whole probably learned a lot of lessons from from our era. Um, you know, the, the amount of chopping and changing of managers and whatnot. So, look, John Kiley being put in situ and given the time, you know, and, and look, one and all are in his second year, so given the time. But look, again, if that didn't happen, I, I'd like to think that it would stuck with him as well because he had come up with this group of guys, he'd won an under-21 with them in 15, you know, so you can see with, with given time, given patience, and look where they are now, you know, and, and it's, look, you, you see the, the structures that are in place, they're like, it's a phenomenal group to work with. Um, our time, look, we didn't have that, we had a new manager every year, um, new brush every year, some guys in, some guys out, and it continued like that for years. So I'd say, you know, the academy structures put together, um, the county board, Joe McKenna, probably saw all that happening 10, 15 years previous, you know, and, and stuck with John Kiley, and we've reaped the rewards of it now. In a way, you mentioned there, did Limerick have to have that kind of failure, I suppose, for want a better word, to see the success and realise this has to be, I suppose, nurtured at a young age and bring them all the way through and mind them then when they get to the senior level? I, I don't think you have to see it, you know. It was... It was a, a, a lot of failure over, over a sustained period of time, you know, while being a top-tier county for all that time, you know, not to, not to make the breakthrough for 45 years. Um, yeah, I, I don't see ever envisage that happening again, hopefully, you know, with the structures that are in place today that we'd remain, you know, at, obviously the, at the um, level of success currently, yeah, how, how long is that sustainable? You know, it, it's not possible long-term, you know, but look, to be in that top two, three, four all the time should be the should be the goal going forward. And I suppose they're at a very good age, the, the team that you had, and, and there's players constantly coming through that when you do have that group, that you don't need that many coming through every year, only one or two that'll boost. And we, we see that now. How important is it to, to keep those one or two coming through every year? That's hugely important to keep them coming through, you know. And you're probably seeing now from what happened in Kilkenny for years that you probably don't break onto the senior team until you're... 22, 23, and you'd have seen great Kilkenny minors, 21s, probably we didn't see them for a couple of years, 
um, and they broke through at that age, you know. So now is the age where maybe the Limerick underage players have that couple of years in with the senior panel, strength and conditioning behind them before, like they're not thrown into the deep end straight away. Um, look, Carl O'Neill, probably a prime example of that, has seen game time, you know, over the last couple of years, probably a huge season for him now, you know, out, out of underage ranks. Um, hopefully his injury troubles from the early in the year behind him and, and a huge year for the likes of him now. Can you break through at 20, 20 21 years of age? Um, you know, so look, it's brilliant. If you don't have to force these guys anymore, you can you can let them develop, give them the chance um, and, and let them develop. And when they're ready, they, in they go then at that stage. And as a coach, Morris, if if you were if you were coming up against Limerick, you kind of see teams that are trying to match fire with fire. Would you be trying to take on Limerick at their own game, or would you be trying to do something differently? Because it, it doesn't seem to work whichever way you do it against Limerick at the moment. Yeah, look, sure. Yeah, it's it's hard to know. Sure, hopefully, I won't have to come up with a plan. Um, no, look, it's uh, yeah. How, how would you go about it? Look, Watford probably tried to go against them physically the last couple of years and, and probably had a good go, but again fell short and probably fell apart on them. Then after that, Clare similarly physically had a go. You know, I'm just waiting for a, a Cork or someone like that to come in at them in a different way with a pacey team and, and go at them with real pace. You know, so I'd be expecting that this year from from the likes of a Cork to test them mobility, young fast forwards around the place. You know. Is that a key to be successful? Who knows? Nobody's really tried that with them yet. Galway again have tried them on the physical stakes as well. Like so, you've seen that that's hasn't worked for any team yet, and I couldn't see a team physically matching Limerick and going toe to toe with them physically. So, is a new team going to come with a fast brand of pace and strength and speed? Um, who are they going to be? Is it going to be Cork? Is it going to be Tip this year under Cahill? You know, who's going to come with that game plan to take them down? You know. Yeah, I, I'll get onto that game at the weekend in a minute. But I let Matt, you can jump in there for a minute. Yeah, Morris, I, ju I just need to take you back, maybe perhaps to your Dublin career, which was very, very distinguished. Distinguished, and um, you were part of a Dublin team that played an awful lot of bogies, winning the league for the first time in in what um, seventy three years was it in twenty eleven, and winning a championship yeah. in twenty fourteen for the first time in fifty two years. Yeah. Um, yeah. Fantastic achievement at the time under Anthony Daly. Yeah, I know. It's a fantastic group to be part of Matt. Um, you know, delighted I got the opportunity with Anthony to be to be part of it, you know, and I suppose they did a bit of a clear out of the, the coaches as they call them up there um when Anthony came in, you know. So he brought in a couple of us then, Niall Corker and Ryan Dwyer and myself. Um, you know, so yeah, privileged to be part of it. A great bunch of guys, uh, special team, you know, probably so I suppose the success levels have, have dropped up there since Anthony has, has um, left as well. So, look, uh, unfortunately, they're probably back where they were before that. But, um, you know, there were great times, Matt, special times and great to be part of it. And, and you know, probably for me, a, a second opportunity, a second chance at it. Probably was living in Dublin for a couple of years at the time and uh, great to get that opportunity when Anthony came on board, you know, and to be part of a, of a special team like that. Um, it was brilliant. It'll be a second chance for me and... Delighted to get it. it, it it's much talked about to this day, Morris. Um, the, the, the All-Ireland semi-final of 2013 with, with um, Cork. Um, was it one that got away? Was it one that Dublin left after him? Uh, look, it was a, a sliding doors moment for the team, you know. Um, there was probably an All-Ireland there to be won. Clare obviously went on and won it afterwards, you know. We had, uh, I suppose, primed ourselves for five years, um, 
everything was going towards winning that Leinster Championship. Truth be told, Matt, it was uh, geared ourselves to that. And if you can win a Leinster Championship, you're beating that Kilkenny team, you know, so in all Ireland as possible then. So, yeah, look, it was a great run in 2013. We, we suffered a lot of painful days against Kilkenny in that five years, you know, trying to match them. And Kilkenny probably knowing that we were a coming team and took every opportunity they possibly could to put us back down as they, as they could. So to eventually get over them in a replay that year gave us great confidence and a great opportunity to go on and, and look, win that Leinster Championship. Obviously, huge confidence boost again. Much point beating Kilkenny if you don't follow it up and win the Leinster final. Um, yeah, it was a disappointing, you know, end to it really, you know, um, the sending off. Yeah, sure, look, we, are, we all, we've our strong opinions on that. But look, it is what it is and it's history now and sliding doors moment. If it didn't happen, you know, where does that result go? Look, you know, there's no point crying over it. It is what it is. And Claire won the All-Ireland and, and, and Cork beat us on the day. And, and that's, that's, that's it now. Maris, just the first win in 52 years. And um, the previous win that Dublin had was in 1961. And they were captained by a certain man who made a huge impact in Limerick bowling subsequently, Noel Drumgool. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So no, just to be fair, there's there's a good good connection there. Um, I wasn't, well, I suppose he wasn't the first to, to be, be be involved with both counties, you know. So yeah, no, it was, it was uh, there's a great connection there, really. And I suppose a, a, a funny thing, Matt, is I, at the time I don't think Limerick and, and Dublin played championship against each other all that often in the eighties, nineties, nineties up to a point. And, and I think from Zero nine to thirteen, possibly played four out of the five years, which was interesting in its way, you know. But um, yeah, I know there's there's a great connection there, and obviously Noel as well, being being, being that and, and coming down to Limerick post post that man post that uh, he's playing career, yeah. So obviously great connection there. Yeah, Morris, we're, we're just at uh, sort of winding up the colleges career, uh, the colleges for this season. Now the Hartley Croke Cup and the Fitzgibbon Cups have been have been um, just finished. You were very much involved in your career. Was it two Hartley Cups and two Crokes with St Colmans? Yeah, two two Harties and two Crokes with St Colmans. Yeah, so yeah, there were there were the days. Yeah, so. Let's see, see, Kieran's are still there, Matt. After winning a Crow Cup again, so look, we beat Crow Cup in my 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 final year. Beat Kieran's in the final, and Dennis Ring. Um, as I always say, it's it's uh, it's great winning in all Ireland colleges, but beating Kieran's in the final really, really, really is the key, you know. And I suppose Kieran's are the standard bears at colleges hurling and proving that they're they're still there to this day, winning another one this weekend just gone. You had you had a star you had a star studded outfit as far as I recollect in those days in St. Coleman's with a strong Limerick connection apart from yourself. Yeah, sure. Look, obviously the, the, the main man up front was, was, was Andrew Shocknessy, you know. So you're giving yourself a great chance when, when you've one of the best forwards in the game inside with number thirteen on his back. So yeah, Shocks was a phenomenal schools hurler, you know. Um Jesus the, the, the scores he was racking up in, in, in them games was, was unbelievable, you know. And um, from Harty Cup, Harty Cups uh, when he was only maybe fifteen in his first Harty Cup final, scoring scoring two, five, or six in the final against Flannans and and was going on then at the same year and scoring something outrageous again in an All Ireland final, you know, and he really announced himself on the stage um, in colleges early. 
Yeah, and uh, you moved on then, just, just recapping your career, Morris, you moved on then and picked up, am I right in saying, a Fitzgibbon Cup medal? Yeah, lucky enough to be part of the LIT um, Fitzgibbon Cup team. For I was there for a good few years. Um, we lost a couple of semi-finals and, and, and lost the final, but we were lucky enough to win a final in 2007. Uh, we lost the final in the following year, 2008. So, look, we, we are with great good times under Davy Fitz there, you know. Sure, there's some of the some of the training we did was probably I fellas had more fellas asking me about what kind of training you were doing and what kind of hurling you were doing. It was uh, running up horse, horse horse tracks and all sorts of stuff. I know what you get fellas to do it now, Matt. But look, good good, good times, good good teams. Look, we we don't want Kelly there with us for a while from Tip, and when he left, Joe Canning came in. So you 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 put standard four hours to be hitting the ball up to. So we did, we didn't have to worry too much about placing in their hands. Let it up. Uh, returning back locally, Morris, um, a county senior hurling medal with um, uh, with Gareth Balan in 2005 and um, guiding Glenroo to a county intermediate title in 2019. Yeah, big golfing years there, Matt. But um, yeah, I know, I suppose, look, Gareth Balan coming up along, I suppose we were, we were knocking on the door for, for a couple of years and look had good underage success and over a period of time before that, winning an under-21 A beating Kilmallock, you know, and that probably gave great confidence and went up and won an All-Ireland Sevens in Dublin the same year and probably there was a lot of building blocks there, lost the final against the hand in 04, um, you know, Heartbreaking one to be to be honest with you. Niall Moore sticking a free over about six seven minutes into injury time. So look, we 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 bottled that and look, come back the following year. There have been a lot of years put into that. Um, they were I suppose Carlos Blaine won the intermediate in ninety seven or that area and lost the senior final the following year to Patrick's well for probably the next seven eight years. I was really knocking on the door to try and win that championship and look, lucky enough to be part of that. A couple of us broke on from the under-21 team of 3 to, to, I suppose, bit of bit of freshness into what was already there and luckily enough to get over the line in all five. So it was great, great. And um, the, the victory with Glenroe was as, as a manager in 2019? Yeah, so I um, was coaching them. Matt with, with Danny Murphy as manager and look brilliant. Look, probably moved back down into the into the area, you know, and living living in my home place again and um would be right next to Belly Landers as, as you would know. Um so yeah, look, great to get the opportunity and, and a call from Danny. Um I probably finished up with the Limerick under twenty ones after eighteen and uh Danny put in a call, see what I would have come on board. It's it's uh, I'm living there right alongside him, knew all the players, um, you know, and knew that they were knocking on the door for a good few years and and why not have a go, you know. So look, really enjoyed it, um, and look great. We won, won it in our first year, um, brilliant. Glenroe's first ever intermediate championship to win. And look, and ha- have been knocking on the door of the Premier Intermediate ever since, you know. We we, we contested two semi-finals in the next two years as well, Premier Intermediate level and have really established themselves as a, as a strong uh, Premier Intermediate side and probably pushing pushing for uh, the next step up, you know, so, and the underage there is going well and, and everything, so I suppose that's the goal in, in Glenroo now is to push on from there. Final question for me for now, anyway, at least. Um, have you any notion of, of retiring? Because um, 
I, I must let the listeners and viewers know that you have been scoring goals for fun with Linrood Junior Bees for the last couple of years. Ah, uh, yeah. It's a bit of crack, mess. It's a good, good enjoyment, yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, I, I'm kind of of the, of the variety now. If I don't want the ball in the corners either, I'm up, up in the air there, somewhere close to the square. And uh, the ball's in there, you have a chance of scoring a goal. So, yeah, ah, uh, yeah. Look, when I, was tra- when, I, when I was coaching them there, I suppose I... I Itching, itching to get out in the field a little bit, you know, and look, play, played with the juniors there the last three years. So yeah, look, enjoyable, enjoyable part of it. Never give up, never give up, keep going <laughs> till you can't go, Morris. Um, coming back to the intercounty game, just there's obviously a huge game this um Saturday with Limerick against Tipperary in the, the league semi final. First and foremost, do you think this was a goal for Limerick to to reach this stage? Yeah, I think I think so. You know, you could even listen to a couple of interviews there to just Tom Morrissey that you know, they'd, they'd like to have more league medals in their pockets. You know, and and I suppose respecting the competition. And I don't know, it was it by design last year that, that probably the results didn't go their way in the league? I, I wouldn't think it was by design. I'd say just a couple of results didn't go their way. They were a t- tiny bit behind in their training. I remember seeing them last year early. I was down in down in Ennis early doors in the Munster League, and they were flying it. You know. And, Probably a couple of results didn't go their way, and, and early early years, and probably a little bit of a you know, kick up the backside as well, you know. Um, so I see this year definitely targeted it. Um, I feel other teams haven't had to go off them as much as well, you know. I feel Galway didn't have a, have, a, have a proper cut, and Clare didn't have a cut, and look, Wexford, I don't know, I was very disappointed in that the weekend as well, you know. There was no edge to the game at all, so I feel probably. They will go on and, and put out a, a, a similar team, right? But they have ten of their team out every day and giving lads a chance in the proper way, which which you know having one newcomer per line, you know, and giving lads a proper opportunity that you're getting your chance. You've a, you've a, you know, Kieran Barry there, wing back getting his chance, but he, he has a Declan Hannan alongside him and a Barry Nash behind him and a, and a Will O'Donnell or a Dara Donald in front of him. You're you're getting a real proper opportunity to stake your claim when you have those guys surrounding you know and helping you through a game so I feel they're blooding guys in a good way and um, I feel probably they would push on now and try and win a league if they can um, and again this this weekend will, will be oh, an interesting probably the first real challenge of the year Yeah you had mentioned about the, I suppose the failure for them games Ignite, Clare, Galway and Wexford but from what you've seen a tip so far I'd imagine they're going to be going for this and, and going hard for it no, definitely. I, I think just we've, we've seen with Liam Cal from Green, he's tip underage uh, years um, to Waterford. That there's no there's no um, easing off there. Like Liam will go for it. Liam's teams are you know, I suppose in your face aggressive. Exactly the way I like a team to play. You know, he's bringing that to Tipperary, and I, I think Tip will come come now and see see this as a real opportunity for themselves to test. Test these new players he has out there, you know, and he's putting faith in them. They're buying into what he's doing, and, and I feel this Saturday evening's game, I suppose, probably an interesting game for for the for the year ahead. You know, does it look Limerick? We know exactly what we're going to get. You know, um, probably tip now. It's a great opportunity for them to test themselves against that. Do they need to go back to the drawing board again and, and rethink, or is this what we're going with and keep going? Probably real tester for them. Or I feel Limerick look know exactly where they are. You know exactly what you're going to perform too. So an interesting game ahead, I think. Yeah, and regardless of how it goes, two one two teams going to the the final, and obviously two will go back, getting ready for the provinces. But there's only three weeks for 
you know, the, the 10 or 11 teams aiming at Munster and Leinster. If you were to call the three getting out of Munster now, who would you be looking towards? Jeez, that's a tough one now. Look, I, I'm going to mark a run down anyway. It's been one of them. Um, yeah. I feel the other two. Uh, I, I, I think Claire probably in a good place, right? Even though their league form performances don't show it. I think it's Brian Lohan into his, his third or fourth year. Probably had a real crack last year off of Limerick on three occasions. Um, probably disappointed with how it went for them in All-Ireland semi-final. I feel they'll be there. Uh, I think it's going to be um, outside of that then. You're, you're looking at your three new managers. Um, between for, From my own instance, I, I, I think the freshness of a Cork or a tip will be there. I think it'll be a shootout between Cork and tip, to be honest with you. Um, depends what Cork go with. Did he go with all the new young lads or, or did he keep to the old guard? You know, I'd probably we don't know that yet from their league performances. I'd feel they've won a lot underage. Um, I feel if they go with the new guard, go with a fast brand of Hurling summertime, I feel it'll be Cork. I feel it'll be a dangerous team as well if they go with that. Um, so at the moment, I'd go Limerick, Clare, Cork. It's a bad day to be saying it now we're playing tip this weekend, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You were able to, to, to pick out your three. Um, you've been very generous time, but before you go, just a couple of quick ones. Um your most memorable game, either as a, as a player or a coach, one game that sticks out for you. Um, most memorable game, game. Ooh, on the spot. Um, I suppose I go back to my early days, the under twenty ones with Limerick. Um, probably the Wexford beating Wexford in that final in 01. Probably one of my, I suppose, my most memorable games. Anyway, you know, I beat them by a pint on the day and. I was only 17 at the time, completely playing with complete freedom, you know, and probably one of my one of my better days in the Limerick jersey. So yeah, I know, really enjoyable that day, especially, yeah, definitely. Um, favourite venue to play in? Favourite venue? Croke Park. Probably got to play there with more more most Limerick players, better the lads that are coming there at the moment. Um, but yeah, I know just any day you get to run out in Croke Park is a special, special day, you know, so and look, what a, what a, what a place to, to be playing. I suppose the Limerick players had a, had a fear of it for a lot of years, you know, and that's broken now, thanks for the God. Uh, the best player you've played with? Um, best I've played with? Uh, look, I'll, I'll, I'll stick with the man that I, I suppose won a lot with underage, Andrew O'Shaughnessy, um, the Malik man, you know, look, what a, what a great player, what, a, what an inside forward to have. Um, look, got to play with loads of great players, Joe Canning, Owen Kelly in colleges, Conal Keeney, um, Danny Sutcliffe in Dublin, obviously the Morans, etc. In, in Limerick, so great players. But look, Andrew for me is a, especially a standout player, you know, for, for the, his exploits and I suppose his career getting a bit cut short, you know, in the yeah. circumstances they did as well. I, I feel he went on to do, they probably didn't come at the right time. What would he, what would he be like if he was part of today's team, you know, but he was, he was that good. So definitely Andrew. And the best player you played against? Best player I played against. Um, this is another good one. I suppose in 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 again early days that there was always that fear coming against Owen Kelly in Tipperary, um, and he never never disappointed. Um, you always knew what you were getting <laughs> there, and, and it wasn't going to be an easy day. Um, so I know, yeah, I remember playing him, him playing against Limerick Miners. 
zero zero I think zero one that kind of time frame and just just, just a phenomenal player and continued it out through his whole career. So yeah, got to mark him a couple of times in Parnell Park, the dubs us. It was it was great to get him on a small pitch. So uh I enjoyed them ones more so than the bigger pitch in the summertime. So um yeah, Owen Kelly very And finally the best player you've coached. Best player I've coached. Look, I suppose luckily in a sense, um I have a good, good, good lot of them to pick with that one team. So uh, I suppose for a standout moment in coaching, and it wasn't even coaching at the time. It was, they were doing a fitness test early in the year, and the man in question had just probably had been straight out of minor up onto the senior panel, and I wouldn't have known him really, wouldn't have stood alongside him before, and I would tend to look at the fitness test, and then he was down doing doing some exercise anyway down on the ground, and then he stood up, and I he was about a foot over me, and Kyle Hayes, and. Uh, I was like, oh my God, is this what's coming off the production line? And uh, yeah, went down then the following week to see him playing in Mallow for the UL Freshers. Um, he's playing as a wing-back or centre-back. And uh, I suppose, look, we needed a centre-back for our team and we played him wing-back for the first game and straight in centre-back after that. And look, what a player, what a career he's had to date. And what's he, 23, 24 years of age? Probably... He keeps going the way he's going. We go down as one of the all-time greats. So yeah, Kyle, Kyle Hayes is just a phenomenal player. Yeah, definitely unbelievable. And as you said, you have so many to choose from in, in all those facets, facets of your career. But a fascinating career, Morris. And I'm sure it's not over yet. I know you're not coaching at the moment, but I'm sure you'll be lured in yet down the line. Um, I've I, I, I tougher, tougher things now, Jack. I'm coaching Denru under sevens and under elevens. So... That, that that's a harder task now than any Limerick under twenty one team, I can tell you. Yeah, you'll be you'll be glad of going back in with the adults they, they listen a bit a bit easier. But Morris, you've been so generous with your time and a fascinating career, as we said, and I'm sure we'll have you you back in again. You seem to be tipping towards Limerick for uh for down the line. So hopefully we'll have you back later on. And many thanks for coming again. Thanks, Jack. Thanks, Matt. Thanks very much. Thanks Thank you. No, Matt, another brilliant guest there for, for us to digest. Um, really fascinating. Right, I, I, I know Morris wouldn't disappoint me. Uh, he's, he's, he's had such a wonderful career. Like, um, it's, it's been phenomenal. Like, if you trace it through colleges, like, and actually, if there's one thing about Morris there in that interview, was his modesty, Jack, because like, he, he was central to so many of those successes. Absolutely. You know, he's had a fantastic career, absolutely. And it's not over yet. You know, he's he's into coaching now. And, of course, you know, he's made his mark in coaching already at uh, at um, inter-county level and at club level. And I have no doubt now he's going to make it at underage level. Yeah, I suppose we, we see all these players. Uh, we mentioned Kyle there and Keen Lynch, Sharon Galan, Sean Finn. But, you know, they have been nurtured by great Limerick people throughout the production line. Mm-hmm. You know, John got him. In 15, but there's even, you know, mentioned Joe McKenna and Shane Fitzgibbon, you know, Morris, Pat Donnelly. There's only so many people that are nurturing Limerick. And as we said, long may uh, that continue. Absolutely. And, and in all the wet and rain, I met Pat Donnelly down in Waterford last night. You know, what, what a fantastic servant to the game. What he's done for Limerick is yeah. just simply phenomenal. And the, the man on which he's heading up the academy there, you know, um, Pat Dundee is one, one, one of the real unsung heroes of our county, you know. Oh, 100%. And we, we'll, we'll move on because we are trying to keep to the hour today. So we'll move quickly into, into the frat fields. And 
I wasn't there myself. I, I watched at home, but you were there. Um, and I just saw your picture that it shouldn't have gone in, shouldn't have gone ahead. Um, that seemed to be the case from Jack, watching the game. Look, that there is no way that I could adequately state the adverse conditions that confronted Limerick and Waterford in the minor championship last year, last night. I don't know how in the name of God, Jack, that the game got the green light to go ahead. The, 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 the rain that was falling, and it was pitiful and pathetic to look at the ground staff and they out there trying to push water off the field. And, you know, for every drop that was they were pushing off, there was about 10 coming down from the sky. You know, it, it, it was absolutely, you know, how the game, uh, about 77 or 8 odd minutes of hurling, how there wasn't a serious injury, I, I don't know. Thank God, thank you know, God there wasn't. And thank God there wasn't. And, like, it didn't do justice to either side. And, you know, you you have to feel for, you have to feel for both the, 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 the two teams, and especially the young lads who have invested, and their coaches who have invested so much time um, over the last five or six months in preparing for this day, like, and our evening as it was, and to be confronted with that situation and to be playing in those conditions, absolutely, Jack. I have never, I have never seen the like of the conditions that I saw last night in Flaherfield. You know, yeah, it, 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 it would have been a blessing. It would have been a blessing to everybody if there was a power outage. And yeah, the floodlight's and was, gone. It, it, Limerick, Limerick got, got the win. That's the main thing. Uh, and no injuries, obviously. One, seven to seven. There no, wasn't much hurt. no, there was no, no hurling, Jack. Very, very little no hurling. Yeah, like, and that's yeah. that's no disrespect to whatever the 40 lads took to the field or Evan Loftus <laughs> or his Watford equivalent. You know, they just, they couldn't hurl. But I suppose the way Evan spoke after the game was brilliant, in fairness to him. And he does seem to be, it seems to go in the right direction for him. He's a, he's a very good track record. So they have... Claire next Tuesday um, at home. Please God, it'll be better conditions, and you'll probably get to see the real Limerick Miners next Tuesday. You will, and e even as poor as the conditions were on the night, like you, you, you could see a lot of the good things that 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 Limerick were were trying to do, but weren't able to pull them off strictly because of the conditions. And Jack, in the conditions, their handling was quite good; it was noticeably good. Um, yeah. So you were just left to wonder. You were just left to wonder, like, had the conditions been favourable? You know, now that, that there is no question about it. Um, and and some of the water people in the press box with us were arguing that, uh, um, well, you know, that a draw would have been a fair result. It would not have been a fair result, Jack. Um, uh, you know, and I'm, no, no, I, I'm, I'm calling it as I see it, Jack. And I'm, and um, uh, like. I, Look, look at the whites, Tally. Limerick had 12 whites to Waterford's three. Yeah. You know? And I I think whilst it, 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 that went some way to reflecting the level of superiority that, that Limerick enjoyed. Now, the Waterford goalkeeper in the first eight minutes made two absolutely stunning saves. One of them after 40 seconds from Darren Colopy and the other in the eighth minute from Hugh Flanagan. Had either of those gone in, and they were both before Cahal Hayes' goal, you know, the floodgates literally, the floodgates were probably opened anyway. But, you know, 
in, in, in hurling parlance, the, the, the floodgates would have opened, you know. And uh, what what about had a guy playing fullback, a fella called Dylan Ryan. Um, he stood between them, Jack, and 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 um, you, you know he kept him in the game because he, he was immense at fullback, big big strong man from South from Mount Sinai, uh, a player with a future, you know. Um, he stood out on the night, and uh, of course the conditions suited a big strong man uh, that was able to huddle, and he trusted an awful lot of what Limerick threw at Waterford. But the, the narrative that a, a draw would have been a fair result to me, Jack, is bunkum. You know? Yeah. Limerick, 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 Limerick deserved to win. Yeah, and they did. And we don't have to worry about whether it could have been a draw or the merits of it. Now, I, Joe Fitz and Goals did very well to block a couple of shots. But overall, I do he think did, Limerick did. deserved to win the game. Yeah. And I think next Tuesday... Yeah, actually, talking to Joe Fitzgerald now, and I don't want to be cutting across you. He made an absolutely fantastic save in the 20th minute and Waterford had a head of steam up at that stage in the 20th minute of the second half. And Waterford had a head of steam up at that stage. Had it gone in, um, it, it, it could have, you know, it could have meant uh, nervy times for Limerick because it would have reduced the margin at that point to a point. Yeah, well, I think it was, it was key Limerick stayed ahead from start to finish. Mm -hmm. And I think that's why the main reason you're saying they deserve to win over because Waterford never led yeah. Or didn't really after Calhase's goal. I don't think they ever got within three points. Or they got they got two uh, two after halftime. They reduced yeah, it sorry. to two. Got in two, but they never got within that one point. So Limerick, no. you know, held them off. Keeping on, no, on that but team yeah, that, yeah. Well, one Jack. Yeah, I, as we record, it's it's half twelve on Wednesday afternoon. There's no way the Friar Field to be ready for this evening for the twenties. Oh, I don't expect so, Jack. But I it, don't expect it, so. It should be called by now, though, realistically, shouldn't it? Well, it should be called, and like, I, 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 Jack, I'm, I'm totally at a loss, like, to know where does the responsibility lie with these things. Does it lie with the referee, the match officials that are appointed, uh, or, or, or does it, does it um, uh, lie with, 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 with the officials of the Munster Council? No, the referee carried out. He carried out a number of inspections last night, and he he seemed to deem that the the pitch was playable. Like when there was clearly surface water on the pitch. Yeah, so it's... It, it's just the mechanism for changing these things. I am, I am, I'm, I'm asking myself about. I'm just wondering. And yeah. um, last night crystallized that to, for me, anyways. To you know. Where does the responsibility lie? Where and with whom? Yeah, it's strange. And there, there is so many games, and they're obviously keen to get them played. I know, I know that comes into it, but you do want quality games. So you'd you'd hope that if that surface water is still on the field, that it'll be called early and it'll be called before Limerick leave for Dungarvan because it's it's a long trip for for most of the players, um, and it it will probably allow them to have a training session or something. But you just be hopeful that. If the players are making that effort, they've gone to the field, both Limerick and Waterford, that they'll have a pitch anyway, will be the main thing, a pitch they can play in. Because last night was pretty much horrendous conditions and the minors, the under-17s, did very well given the conditions. But you'd hate to see oh, the, the 20s after, have to resort to that tonight. But we won't, we won't dwell on the 20s, Matt, because... Before you go, Jack, we were, we were talking with our Waterford counterparts in the press box 
um, during and after the game, and they, they seem to be in, inclined to believe that if it was moved from the Fraher field, that it would be moved to Carrigan Or. Okay. Uh, which is, I, I think know. it's part of the WIT complex, isn't it? Yeah, well, that that would be a fine facility. That is where the Fitzgibbon Cup final was on. Um, yeah. Adam English will have, have fun memories of uh, of that place. We went through the team last um, last week, Matt. Um, we might just get the just run through the, the starting lineup quickly. I'll I'll get it here. I know Josh O'Reilly is in goals. Um, Evan O'Leary is still at cornerback. Uh, he's joined by John Fitz and I don't have Ronan Lyons. Ronan Lyons. Ronan Lyons. David Fitzgerald, Keane Scully, and Ethan Hurley in the wing back line. Barry Duff and Adam English are midfield. Fintan Fitz, Patrick Donovan, and John Kirby in the half-hour line. And then up top, you have Con Hayes, Adam Fitzgerald, and Shane O'Brien. Just briefly, we know we know Shane O'Brien, Adam English, but we've seen him already this year. Anyone outside of that that you, you know, you're know you looking forward to seeing play? Well, I, I, I was hugely impressed, Jack, with, with, with Ronan Lyons during the course of the County Championship and, and the Munster Championship and the All-Ireland Championship last year. He will have benefited considerably from that. And, um, you, you know, he's, 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 he's been through it at that. Uh, he's, he's been a very, very good minor for, for Limerick as well. I, I'm looking forward to Keane Scully, who I think is a very, very bright prospect for Limerick. Um, had an excellent year for for, um, for Drummond Attacker last year. Likewise, I'm looking forward to Ethan Hurley, who developed considerably as a holder, I think, with Newcastle West in particular over the last 12 months. And, of course, I'm looking forward to the centre-forward, Patrick O'Donovan. That's the one I, I thought you were going for. Um, I, I'm Keane Scully and Ethan Hurley. I'd love to see them swap. I'd, I'd rather Ethan in that centre and Keane give him more licence to go. But Tyrone Mullins uh, obviously is a, a Munster minor, a Munster under-20 winning manager. So he knows... He knows best. Best. Um, Finden Fitz is he's he's only turning eighteen this year at some stage. Um, I know the lads of Munger are, are raving about him, and they said he was flying in training. So straight out of minor is is a savage achievement, you know, to be in from the start. A club made of his Liam Lynch is on the bench, come back from injury, mm-hmm. and uh, you know, there's there's a heap of players on that team you're really looking forward to seeing. Um, so on the other side, then you have a certain Patrick Fitzgerald, and we, we've seen what he can do. So it, it should be a good game, Matt. Should be should be a good game, but um, I, I I I I would fancy Limerick to get over it, to get off to a winning start, and um, uh, impose double double misery on Waterford in successive evenings. Yeah, but as I said, we're recording it at half twelve. The game is down for seven o'clock this evening. Whether it'll go ahead or whether it'll be in the Friar Fields remains to be seen. But the best of luck to Dear Mullins and his side, and well done to Evan Loftus and his minors for getting the job done on a Tuesday evening. Moving into the seniors, Matt. The Wexford game, I don't think there's any point in dwelling on it. John Kiley said that he was unsatisfactory, failed to ignite. Um, I, I don't think that was on Limerick's part. Just Watford didn't really seem to, to come at all. Um, there was a bit of fight at certain stages, but Limerick cruised to victory. Some bright sparks. Kyle Hayes' goal was stereotypical Kyle Hayes from wing back Aaron Galan. His goal was right place, right time, but Nothing really to take from the Wexford game, Matt. Going into tip. No, other but... than to say that um, you know, if 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 I were Wexford, I'd be I'd be seeing all sorts of red flags and um, red lights flashing because Rory O'Connor on his way back, like is is an excellent forward for Wexford. He was deployed as a sweeper, 
And um, uh, like the, the statistics are damning, Jack. You know, um, of the, the six Wexford forwards that started, they got one point from play. One point. And that was from Lee Chin. Connell haven't got a point from a free, and the other three points were from the wing back, seeing Cathy and Jack O'Connell. Like, Jack, that is, no, they were, they were down a few players, including Matthew Hanlon and what have you, you know, and like, they're, they're not in a good place because they have a very, very difficult opening round to the championship. You know, going to Salt Hill in the first round of the championship, I don't think there's any county would relish that. And um, now, you know, I, I understand that Wexford are going to Portugal next week um, for five days, warm weather training and what have you. Maybe it might have the desired result. I don't know. But um, I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm just saying that to highlight the paucity of the challenge that, that, that Wexford presented in the Gaelic grounds last Sunday. Well, they need they need a lot from that warm weather camp. Right? We spoke tomorrow. I think Limerick will get a good test um, this weekend against Tipperary. Tipperary are lifting it under Liam Cahill. You know, they'll want to lay down a marker because these sides will obviously meet um, in round three of the Munster Championship. And it's it's been a while since Limerick or Tipperary beat Limerick in a game that meant something. Obviously, in the ground robin in 19, they won. But two weeks later, Limerick put that behind them with winning the final. So... It's really gearing up to be the first properly competitive league game for Limerick this year. Where it is. Cork, and, and sorry, it, yeah, it, it, it is the biggest challenge since Cork in the opening round. And Cork had very good reason to try and beat Limerick um, in, in the first round because their record has been very poor against Limerick in recent years. But um, you, you're going to see a much stronger Limerick team, I would imagine, out now. John, John Kiley will be spoiled for choice when he sits down to pick the team. And uh, <clears throat> he'd be in a very happy position apart, I suppose, from David Reedy, um, who who's still about two or three weeks out from um, from from returning. Um, but he, he, the league is terribly important for Liam Cahill, Jack, because Tipperary have been going through a difficult period. Um, they were particularly poor in last year's um, in last year's. Um, Monster Championship. I think they failed to win a game last year. Is that correct? Yeah, I think they got a draw. Yeah. So um, now they, they put up a very spirited and pretty performance against Limerick in the Gaelic grounds. Um, <coughs> Limerick eventually won by eight points, but it, 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 it's very, very important for Liam Cahill in his plan. And like they're going to come all guns blazing because like it would be a major step for Tipperary were they to um, qualify for the league final and take the scalp of the All-Ireland champions. It would bode very well for the forthcoming for the forthcoming um, Munster Championship. And we had Morris O'Brien earlier in the podcast and, and, and Morris seemed to be excluding him from, from the three that um, that would be that will go forward out of Munster. I wouldn't somehow. I I think they'll be uh, as you stuck me with that question a couple of weeks ago, and um, I, um, I, 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 I think they will go through with Limerick and Cork. You know, now Morris seems to think that it's going to be um, Limerick, Cork, and Clare. You know, and it may very well be, but but Liam Cahill, this is this. Because Jack, th th there's another point here. There is no doubt that Limerick are emerging 
from a stronger group than Tipperary, I think. Yeah. Oh, yeah. 100%. Yeah. You know, and, uh, but look, all Tipperary could do up to now is play what was put in front of them. And they did that, and they did that well. They beat Kilkenny, um, they beat Waterford, and, you know, which, which was no mean achievement. And, um, yeah, I think it's 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 going to be Limerick's biggest challenge, and it's going to be Tipperary's biggest challenge. Yeah, and it, it's and, a, it's a um, perfect primer. I for think both sides. want to put on the marker, and you know, I see people hear people saying all this this stuff like that. How interested in Limerick are in the league? We had the Morrissey brothers. Was it after the game in Galway? And they put no tooting about how interested or uninterested we were in the league. You know, they, they said the ambition is to go out and win every game and respect every competition. And I think they were a microcosm of what the thinking probably is in the squad. And so I, 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 as well, Matt, like a league semi final in Limerick Saturday evening. I know Munster in the same evening, but it'll feel like a championship game uh, in 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 the stand. And you know, sometimes that can be infectious. Obviously. Against Clare this year, it never got going on the field. But I think Tipperary will bring a fierceness under Liam Cattle. Limerick will be will be looking to lay down a marker, and I just can't wait for this game. It, it's going to be it's going to be an instant classic, I think. And I I think Limerick will get over the line, but I think for John Kiley, if they get a performance, that will be that will be the main thing. They're not they don't need to prove themselves realistically. Tipperary probably do in a way, but it'll gear them up nicely for. For Waterford on mm. April twenty third, but this Saturday, Limerick versus Tip, Gaelic Crowns, um, half seven under the lights. Yeah, it's going to be a big one. And in a word, who will come through on the other side, Matt? Oh, Kilkenny at home, possibly. Um, it depends. You see, the, the both sides have been have been uh, shown an awful lot of players due to injury, and and um, like. There's, there's going to be a whole list of cock players possibly out. You're going to have Sean. I don't know who the captain, Patrick Horgan, Seamus Hannity, Declan Dalton, they're, they're, they're all carrying injuries. And we know Robbie Flynn is out. Uh, Mark Coleman is out long term. But um, uh, Pat Ryan has brought through some very, very exciting players um, from the, the sides that he guided to two successive All Ireland under 20 titles. The likes of the Roaches, Cormac O'Brien, and uh, Eaton Tupin. Ben Hayes, Brian Hayes, all all these guys. So, um, yeah, I I Kilkenny at home possibly, Jack. I I would slightly favour Kilkenny. Now they beat yeah. Waterford last Sunday. They, they were without they were without more than half of their first team, first line front line players, like Hugh Lawler, Adrian Mullen, um, um, Owen Murphy, our friend, the goalkeeper. Um, you know, Killian Buckley, Richie Reid, they were all out, but they still beat Waterford on their home patch. So, so in a word, in a word, Kilkenny. Um, just, I, I just think, about. I think Cork flew in. I just think they're going well under Pat Ryan, but it'll be interesting to see who comes through. I don't think anyone could be too disappointed if they don't win this weekend, as long as their performance, because they do have a championship game. Bar Cork, Cork have that week off as well, so... Maybe they'll be more keen to to get to a league final because they do have that break in the first. Yeah, round. Well, as we have as we have said before, it's it, it, it it's more suitable for Cork to be involved in the concluding stages of the league for the simple reason of that extra week they have a bye in the first round of the Munster Championship. It'll be interesting to see uh, which wow. of the league semi finals go. 
Um, I suppose for the Limerick Camogie team, this weekend is pretty much a league final in, in many regards, a relegation final, I suppose. We'd awfully, they're currently bottom of the table without a point after another disappointing win, loss to Down. Awfully do have a point, so a point will do them this weekend. Just hasn't got going for Limerick Camogie so far. Um, you just be hoping that they can turn their season around at this weekend against Offaly. Yes, Jack. Uh, yeah, we hope so. Um, you know, just about two minutes before we came on air, Jack, confirmation arrived that it's a double header this weekend in McNeville Park because up to then we didn't know whether it was in the moon, the Mars, or where uh, Mars or where the game was on. But they're they're in, they're in McNeville Park. The juniors will throw in at twelve thirty. And the seniors will throw in at 2.30. And um, the minors will play meet in Gibbonstown on Sunday, also at 2.30. Those fixtures have been now confirmed. But, um, yeah, Jack, it's, it's, it's such an important game. And a small bit ironic, like, that for the second year in a row, like, that we're playing awfully to defend our status. But as I said um, earlier in this cast, Jack, I'm uh, not not this particular one, but an, an addition one or two back. You know the ramifications are very serious for Limerick. You know, lose on Sunday uh, or on Saturday, or fail to win on Saturday because, as you rightly pointed out, a draw is not enough. You drop out of Camogie's top twelve in the league. Mm. You're down to Division Two A for next year. You know. And this is a Limerick team that contested the All-Ireland Senior Quarterfinal last year. You know, it's, a, it's such a fall from grace. And I was just reflecting on it, on it during the week, Jack, and I was saying to myself, <coughs> my God, <coughs> if we could only have 24, <coughs> excuse me, 2014 back again, when we won All-Ireland, Intermediate, Minor A and, and, and um, Junior Championships. Um, it's, it's so long ago now. Uh, I, 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 I find it hard to take in and I find it very, very hard to comprehend. But look, I hope it'll all come right for the girls on Sunday, on Saturday. Yeah. You know, for both like... the girls. David Deedy has done, you know, tremendous work trying to organise the junior side, trying to put them together. He put together a completely new group, possibly with the exception of the two Shanahan's. Valerie and, and, and Sarah, who, who had been there previously. But other than that, it was it was a whole raft of players that were new to the inter-county scene. They've lost their three matches, just like the seniors. So, look, it would be a major boost for Limerick, and it would be it, it would be a millstone gone if were they to pick up a couple of wins on, on Saturday. And I think they're possibly capable of doing it. But it won't yeah, be easy, Jack. They're definitely capable of doing it. As you said, the, the seniors were in an all Ireland quarterfinal last year. But the minors, the minors are going well in, in good news. They had a draw against Wexford to go with their first round win. So please God, they can continue that this weekend. But we are under time restraints, Matt. So we will get go straight into ladies football and a huge weekend. It's been three weeks without the ladies football team since they confirmed their place in the last four of the league. They have Antrim this Sunday in Kinnegad at two o'clock. That's live um, on the Limerick Ladies Football Association uh, website for anyone wanting to watch or can't get to Westmead, but they got the final last year. Matt came up just short. They'll be definitely eager to get back to that stage at least. But Antrim 
have been really good this year. They won each of their games against uh, Fermanagh, Carlo, and London. They London. Plus 64 score difference. They have been flying, but so have Limerick. It's a, it's a battle of two heavyweights down there. Yeah, but 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 just before um before I talk about the football itself, I I I, I just want to show the contrast. I, I mentioned there a while ago that we we, we learned about the the fixtures um for the Camogie Association games just before we came on the semi final in Kinnegad since early last week, almost two weeks' notice. You know, so look um. The, you, you'll probably say I'm obsessed with it. You, you said to me off air as well that I'm obsessed with it, Jack. But look, uh, maladministration, I, I, I find it very hard to tolerate, or lack of administration. Yeah, getting back to the football, it's certainly no gimme for, for, for Limerick on, on Sunday. It's going to be a very, very tough game. You must remember that Antrim are All-Ireland champions, All-Ireland junior champions from last year. And as you rightly said, they had a very, very impressive run in their group, and that included a win over Fermanagh, you know, who, who were last year's All-Ireland um, junior runners-up. And um, like Limerick and Antrim met last year in the first round in Brough, I, I, I was at it. And Antrim, they were damn lucky, Jack, to get out of Brough uh, with a 12 points to 1-7 victory. Like, we, 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 we spawned a lot of opportunities on the day. Now, it didn't impact adversely against Limerick qualifying. It, it was a group game. We subsequently went on to beat New York, qualified for the semi-final where we lost out. But uh, it, it, it's an Antrim team, and from all the information that I can glean and from, from what I've read, an Antrim team that is absolutely hell-bent on getting up to Division 3 for next year. So, But Gramshine has put together a very, very exciting um, a, a very exciting Limerick team. There are a number of players from last year who, for various reasons, are not available. But you would have to say that the addition of of the like of Debbie, Debbie Murphy and and Cam O'Leary has been huge. You've got the return of Andre O'Sullivan. You've Catty Me, who's carrying on and carrying on with the great form that she showed again last year. She was an All Ireland winning captain in 2018. You have the like of um, you, and and of course we have Iris Kennelly. You, you know and. And, um, you know, Iris' I, I, CV is growing by the day. We saw her named in the Rising All-Stars during the week. Um, and congratulations to Iris on that. And um, four goals in the last couple of games. I know she's going to be closely marked. And then wow. if you go back to the other side of the field, you have Roisin Ambrose in Brett Forum, forming a very good partnership, I think, with Claire O'Mara. Uh, Leah Coughlin has bedded in very well at centre-back. Um, in the absence of Alva Quaid, we have Yvonne Lee playing very, very well at fullback. So um, there, there, there are so many positives. And Graham Shine has done a great job in bringing the team this far. And uh, we know what Graham Shine's um, views are with, with, with regard to Division 3. Like, as far as he's concerned, it's an absolutely holy grail. And, um, yeah, I, I think it's it's going to be very, very difficult but it can be won, Jack. Yeah, it'll be difficult, but it definitely can be won. And this side have shown they can get to final. They broke that hoodoo last year. So hopefully they can go one better. But you'd imagine if they can come through Antrim that they'll they'll see themselves as favourites in the final against either Leitrim or Fermanagh. That's the, the ladies' football team. Obviously, 
The men's team were relegated at the weekend. They lost by six points in the end to Kildare, 3 10 2 7. A late Derek Irwin goal really put the glass in it for Kildare, but they did lead for the majority of the game. It was disappointing. Um, they didn't get going, and when they did, they really showed what they what they were about. Brilliant goal from James Nocton, a good goal from, from Killian Fahey, but just wasn't enough. They had five or six goal chances, as Mark Fitzgerald alluded to, um, and just couldn't convert them. And I suppose it was just probably a bit of... Lack of belief from the year that was that they lost. They had lost five or four of their first five games and lost another one at the weekend. They play Clare this Sunday in a dead rubber. Clare are relegated as well. So, you know, there, there really is nothing on the line for the teams. Clare have Cork in the Munster quarter final. If they come through that, they'll play Limerick, but it's hard to see past Cork on that side of the draw. I know I know we're, we're limited with time, but briefly, Matt, what was your, your thoughts after the Kildare loss? Uh, well, uh, you know, um, if 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 um, if you just walked in casually to the Gaelic grounds and didn't realise the import of the game on on um, on on Sunday, I think you would have concluded that it was a relegation scrap. Yeah. Um. I I I thought that I thought the game was poor, um, for periods. Um. Again, you'd have to admire how plucky Limerick went about it. Um. Like in, in fairness, they left everything on the pitch. I thought um, in a, in in a bit to save their status, but just just came up short. And you know, <clears throat> a two goal winning margin uh, absolutely flatters Kildare because the last goal came with the last kick of the ball at a time when Limerick had everybody committed forward um, to to try and snatch something out of the game. Had they snatched the draw out of the game, um, it would have kept alive their hopes. Of, of staying up, that, that was the permutation at, at that stage. Um, but overall, Jack, very, very disappointed to be relegated. Very, very disappointed with with the fair on offer, and uh, and um, uh, Limerick would just have to go away now, regroup, and um, uh, with with a monster championship coming up, not too far away now, about four to five weeks, when 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 they when they will face Cork or Clare in the monster semi final. Yeah, you just hope they can regroup um, this weekend uh, against Clare. Um, you know, there was there was some bright sparks, but it, it was relegation at at the end of the day. But I don't know. It, this weekend, it, it'll be it'll be all about the the hurlers, the, the Camogie team looking to to stave off relegation, and uh, the ladies footballers looking to get into a final. So it is a busy weekend, Matt. We just have over an hour on on the clock. We, we said before we go, Jack, um, we we had him in here. We had him in here with us last week. Congratulations to Colostin and Trocla. On, yeah, you're, on, you're um, breaking up there. I'll, I'll take over there because you, you're breaking up. Your sound isn't that good. You're saying well done to Colostin and Trocla. They beat Luke and CBS in the All-Ireland D as a senior final schools. Uh, Kino Carroll got 11 other points. It was 221 to 116 in the end. They were down by five at the break, but uh, they, they pulled it out of the fire. We had a uh, coach and team captain on a few weeks ago and they were presented at halftime in the Gaelic round so it was brilliant to see that Um, so well done to Raquel for getting another All-Ireland for Limerick hopefully the first of many for the year to come Um, but Yeah Jack you know I, I, I would like to agree with everything that you've said there about Colossus and Trocra but um, well done to Limerick yeah. for uh, you're just you know, you're going very crackly on the line there I, I, I don't know yeah. it's just me or 
or will it be her or own? So if there is issues there, I, I do apologize, but we will call it there because I'm struggling to hear it, honest Matt. But um, a huge thank you first and foremost to Morris O'Brien. Very generous with his time. Give us over half an hour to start. Real knowledge of the game. Obviously coached so many current Limerick players and won a couple of All-Irelands himself and a Leinster Championship and a Limerick Senior Championship. So a very established guest. Best of luck to the hurlers, the camogie teams and the footballers this weekend. And a huge thank you to Noel's Menswear for their continued sponsorship of Treaty Talk. That was That's an episode in my books, Matt. So huge thank you to you, as always. Anyone listening, make sure to subscribe, like, comment, do all those good things. I'll be back again next week for the latest episode. Thank you. Impression again, we get all of what you put into. It's like a walk of life. If you're good enough, go and get it, no more about it. Your mother sends you down to the shop for a pound worth of goods and she gives you 50 pence. You can't get the pounds worth of goods, can you? Just about kept in. Oh, well, Charlie Buckley. To do that to Tomas O'Shea, he deserves to score from here. One of the highlights of the second game. Let me out there from the war court today. No more about him. He made all the run. That was it. Put the ball over the bar and the fact that it, and that's it. No ifs, no buts. No sympathy in this game for anybody.